0: I haven't signed into Skype for uh, a month, and yeah. I—it's uh, all different on my end.
1: Yeah, they do that. It's different over here too. I got, uh, and plus I had some little messages from them, as though it thinks we're pals. And now there's like a little robot I'm supposed to poke. I'm not searching for a friend on Skype. Is the thing Skype?
0: And yeah, we found we found each other. Skype, you can go away now.
1: Yeah. What are you doing? This is rumbling. Have you got a? Have you got a, a bulldozer? Are you Are you doing some work on your desk there? Are you digging that's a hole. That's
0: the Skype stormtroopers are here, <laughs> trying, to, trying trying to force me to make friends with strangers. <laughs> no,
1: that's not going to happen.
0: Well, that's my 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 coffee carafe,
1: nice. which I think was also
0: also doubles as the Holy Grail. <laughs> it's very nice. I ordered. It's Russian. It's sort of shining too much. That's it's really beautiful.
1: a goblet. It's just it's, it's astounding.
0: It is astounding. It classes me up a lot because yeah. then I, I wanted a carafe, uh, like a, th- a thermos carafe, yeah. for my um, coffee, so it doesn't just sit and and cook for hours. Right. Had trouble finding one for less than two hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, that's how much I paid for my coffee maker that has a thermos carafe for that exact reason. I was willing to shell that out so my coffee wouldn't burn. I sorta of, sorta of don't regret it.
0: It's a glass lined one, because the I no. what was available are, are the the metal ones. Yeah. Which uh have a metallic taste.
1: I haven't noticed the metallic taste, although I will say that the inside is impossible to clean. Yeah. I can see in there that it's all coffee ish and no matter what I throw in there, it will not get the coffee stain out. So what do vinegar? you Vinegar? Yep. Tried vinegar, tried uh
0: baking soda and vinegar. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Barkeeper's friend. Yeah, I made a little coffee volcano.
0: <laughs> yeah. Barkeeper's friend takes care of most everything.
1: Yeah, I was surprised it wouldn't work. Barkeeper's friend is uh wonderful. Magical. It's wonderful yeah. stuff. Magical. Yeah. Because I keep my I have a I have a pot rack now above my uh stove and yeah. so my pots and pans are display items as well yeah. as
0: you know useful yeah. tools
1: and uh as a result I uh, got to keep them shiny
0: yeah i think barkeeper's friend is everybody's friend
1: mm-hmm. for sure for sure i wouldn't have, wouldn't have bought it because it wasn't about me right you know yeah uh but uh lo and behold we're all barkeepers
0: we are in a way. This thing that my, I, found, I finally found a new barber. Like a barber I don't want to just go to and not have to go to other barbers. Sure. Tell me about this person. And part of it is because he's like a bartender. <laughs> His name is Johnny. He's about my age. He likes doo-wop and <laughs> uh, noir f- uh, fiction and films. Yeah, okay. And he's right next to a movie theater.
1: Oh, do you have you been pairing uh, film uh, film watching with uh haircutting?
0: I, I did, and today we'll be pairing uh Oscar's getting a haircut with the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Great. It's a good pairing. It's how good
1: pairing. Well, how was uh how was uh, Oscar's first haircut? Was he nervous about it? Do you remember? Oh, he's had
0: many haircuts. He lo he likes he likes the haircut, he likes attention. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll sit still. He thinks it's he thinks it's crazy. What's going on? <laughs> and looks around like, am I getting away with something? <laughs> no, he has no fear of it. I have uh, I have I have little fear of it. Uh, one should be more afraid of one's barber, though. Uh,
1: I think that's fair.
0: Um, They've got sharp stuff in their hands.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you're not paying them that much.
1: You can you could get your ass Benito Sereno'd. And-
0: I think a a certain percentage of what you're paying a barber is is the haircut services, <laughs> yeah. and a, a certain amount of it is protection. <laughs> you're paying ten bucks for the haircut, five bucks he doesn't cut your throat.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's well, well it was the tip the protection fee? But then again, that shouldn't that no, should on top. Yeah, tips, tips on, on top.
0: top. Yeah. The tip is thanks for not cutting me Thanks for not stabbing me on the side of the head (laughs) With long sharp scissors (laughs) I've outwitted you once again my friend Here's five dollars Yep So uh,
1: my obsession I'm, I'm having I'm having doubts lately about Long Long and passionately held Confident opinions Like maybe I'm wrong About everything i thought I, I thought that middle age would mean certain things would be settled in my mind, Oh no, but it's the opposite.
0: Yeah, what was it that gave you that thought
1: i I don't know, just this uh foolish confidence that because I want things to be simpler or I convince myself I want things to be simpler, uh, that they will become simpler and uh, and they do not um instead nuance keeps creeping up and uh and ruining things um but in this case the thing that i'm that i have always been very confident about um is that the the dangling modifier is not acceptable in a published book um on on the internet on twitter or facebook or what have you doesn't i'm you know I'm, i'm not i'm not a grammar stickler i think people can people can let it all hang out um in, in the, that kind of uh, casual yeah. scenario. But um, I'm seeing lots and lots of dangling modifiers in uh, published books, and I'm beginning to wonder if it's okay now.
0: D- demonstrate it for me quickly. Okay. What? All right. I'm, I'm specifically... Dangle, this is, dangle a modifier for me. All right. So here dangle is... Me a mod- dangle me a modifier. This is the first, the
1: f- opening sentence of a book. It was originally published in the London Review of Books. A a publication I write for and that has good editors working for it. I don't with know if it's...
0: Derby hat, with derby hats and canes.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the first sentence. And the book is, it's a good book, by the way, a highly dyspeptic kind of uh-huh. flor- floridly but delightfully written book by Ian Sinclair called Sorry Meniscus. It's uh, about Sinclair's efforts to walk to the Millennium Dome uh, from oh, Central yeah. London and how that's essentially impossible, and its its positioning in the landscape is historically and and like uh, you know and, and geographically alienating. Right. He doesn't like it. Thought of it as a boondoggle and uh, doesn't a, like the dome in the first place. Right, right. But the but all the circumstances that uh, and land that surround the dome have have become a, a big a big metaphor for what he sees as problems with. Britain. So, or at least problems with Britain around the turn of the century. Uh, Here's the first sentence of it. Crunching over the shingle, beneath Folly Wall on the eastern shore of the Isle of Dogs at first light on an early summer morning, the dome shines across the
0: leaden water like a
1: brilliant shell.
0: The dome is not crunching across the... Thank you. How can that...
1: I mean, and I don't blame the writer because you make you make conceptual errors when you're writing but like what editor would let that go by it's the first
0: sentence i don't i blame the editor i i blame the writer the writer for not proofreading yeah yeah i mean i don't that's, think that's, i don't that's a but, first draft mistake yeah that's a shame
1: Here, here's something i did though that still when i look back and think What in my career embarrasses me the most? So I'm doing an interview with my friend Adelina for, I think it's for Electric Lit, about the new book coming out. And she asked me a question. I haven't answered it yet. It's in my email inbox. But it's, is there anything that you regret publishing? (laughs) 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 And I do do have an answer to that. And this is not quite the same question, but it it did get me thinking more broadly about like, what in my career is, is embarrassing? And I wish I hadn't done, or I wish I had done differently. And one of the things is this. I used to write for this local literary newspaper called uh, The Book Press that was published. I, I, I also wrote for The Book Press. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I think I wrote about you. No, I wrote about you in Lit Rag. Yeah, The
0: Book Press was great. And it was edited yeah. by
1: Jack Goldman, who still runs the, right. um, the Bookery The bookstore. Too. Yeah. The Bookery. The Bookery. Right. And uh, he ceased publication of Book Press a long time ago. But um, it was where I kind of cut my teeth as a book reviewer. Um, mm. And I think he kind of modeled it off of the New York Review of Books and the London Review, and the London Review has ended yeah. up being a place where I I, I write for yeah.
0: for real to, to for an Ithaca, to a downtown Ithaca scale
1: yeah yeah and yeah. but LRB like LRB to scale but really well done like it was a well really it was, was a well, well done, done long
0: yep long uh, uh, you know room to to sprawl the sprawl the thoughts out yep. looked nice nice uh, mm-hmm. thoughtful stock of newsprint.
1: So I wrote something for him. Can't even remember what it was. And I can't even remember what the errors were. But there were errors in the published version. And I, God, the, the kid who was like the editorial assistant, I, I kind of scolded him for the errors. Like I thought someone had made changes to it without telling me. Yeah. And uh, I it wasn't it wasn't like a, scold, a straight up scolding that it was kind of like by the way you should know that I did not blah blah blah. It was it was a little condescending. And then uh, because it was the kind of error I knew I would never make. Yeah. Um let alone like in a draft that I sent to a magazine. And then I looked at my original file and in fact I had made the those mistakes. Yeah. And I wrote back and apologized, but I I will never forget. I will never overcome in my mind the hu- the particular humiliation of lording it over somebody incorrectly.
0: Well, I understand that. Also, if I make make a character observation, you used to be more fussy. Yeah, I think that's in true. your in your twen- late twenties. Particularly, I think was the height of of anxiety about things, especially things that you were making. I mean, an artistic fussiness. I mean. I mean, not a not a perfectly reasonable anxiety of things being just so. Yeah, you'd like things to be just so. Sure. And you've relaxed a bit on that as you've matured. Yeah. And have done more things. You see, that there's a little room for a little bit of raggedness. Yeah, and room I've... for a little improvisation. But I think I think you're right in holding the line. There is not room for a dangling modifier.
1: No, I feel like there are. For instance, at some point around my twenties, I embraced the comma splice. Um, and That's my funny. yeah, and my my justification for it was commas can separate items on a list. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, and sometimes independent clauses are items on a list. So um, there's a it it feels right and it's it feels rhetorically correct in certain circumstances and now i kind of enjoy using it as a
0: sort of breezy
1: rhetorical tool
0: yeah but and it I gives the impression of uh, of moving forward of being a bit in a bit of a rush
1: yeah 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 here's the thing that's happening here's the thing that's happening here's the thing that's happening yeah, yeah. Um, but i don't feel that way about the dangling modifier because it's it is con- it's confusing it's introducing an ambiguity that is not artistically useful
0: it's not an ambiguity. It's just it's it's in it's in incoherence. <laughs> yeah. Your mind is waiting for the uh, your your mind is is waiting for the uh, modifier to attach to a thing, and when right. attach it attaches to the wrong thing, you think, "Well, this is not this doesn't make any sense." It's like no wonder it doesn't not like, like a the damn or Dome. a paradox where it doesn't make any sense, and then your mind can resolve it, and it gives you a little bit of pleasure. Yeah, it's like, oh, that doesn't match up because perhaps the writer is an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
1: But in this case the writer is not an idiot. He's very smart and he seems actually to be a bit of a pedant and I'm really shocked that this made it into a book that he wrote.
0: I am sure yeah, it's surprising. Is it uh the sentence doesn't go on from there? There's not there's not possibility for uh catching up. Where does the sentence end?
1: I read the whole thing.
0: That was the whole sentence, alright.
1: Okay. Yeah, I got to the end. That was there's there's no yeah. wriggling out of it.
0: Hmm. I mean, one understands what he means. Yeah, but well, maybe maybe we should separate from the British. <laughs> maybe it's time for us to form our own nation. And <laughs> that's radical. I know. Well, I want to get this podcast shut down. Luckily, no one's listening. <laughs> But I think we could do it. I think if we band it together and get the right squad, we can uh You know, on sec- on second thought I just sort of saw the future. Yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should just stay British. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. I think maybe we should have.
1: Oh, imagine an era where you could get exercised over a a a dumb public works project and write a whole book about it.
0: Yeah. Well, I've never seen the Millennium Dome I haven't been to London since 1991 I, I assume have, it's changed considerably
1: I've seen it from a distance, um, the Dome I don't know how much London will have changed I've only been there a few times And didn't see enough of it each time to um, To get a sense for how it had changed But I love it yeah. I, w- I want to go back.
0: I'd love to go. That was the first the first time I ever used an ATM. It Was in London.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, that's my 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 only real memory of it.
1: So you your first use of an ATM, you were withdrawing money from an American bank in a foreign country.
0: Yeah, I had a bank card, but I never used it. Uh-huh. Is that possible? I don't think that's possible. No, it's possible. I must have used one before. Maybe I was merely maybe I was just surprised that, that it worked that my card worked there. Yeah. I remember Heathrow being confusing. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and I remember uh, uh the city uh being very large. Um and I remember the, like the feeling that I still have when I go to like New York is uh goddamn I just want to stay here. Can't I just stay? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to move on from here? Can I just Go into one of these buildings and live in it and, and have this – can't this be my life now? Why do I – sometimes I have the fantasy that like uh, everything shuts down when I'm someplace else, right? Yeah. And there's no way – I like I'm prevented from going back to my normal life. And so I just have to become, uh, you know, wherever I'm living.
1: It's the, the fantasy of the clean slate. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, but I'm not trying to get away from anything. I just want that – I mm-hmm. want all the richness of my income and complexities of my normal life. Just want them to be um, in London, someplace more sophisticated <laughs> or simpler. You know? But
1: but Ed, don't you realize you you bring your own sophistic- unsophistication
0: with you in your? Uh, I do. I do. I tend to bring a place down in your psychic bindle. Yeah. No, I bring I bring a place down. I always get places a little too late. I'm part of what's wrong. Like I'm part of what's wrong with Portland. I was part of what was wrong with Seattle. I was part of what was wrong with New Orleans. Always a little too late. I mean, I'm surprised that I didn't end up going to Prague in 1997 because that would have been too late. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it seems perfect in retrospect.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm I'm not surprised that it was my plan in that year. Yeah. That's okay. That whole generation is too late, John. Yeah, sure. We're all too late. Well, we're, we're that, not those few those few of us in our generation
1: we're not too late to to help uh help start the new um the new grub and bark economy uh once the nuclear war with yeah. North Korea has happened.
0: The roasted grasshopper economy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I think about it over here on the West Coast because uh, I mean, if those rockets can just barely reach something, maybe uh, maybe it might drift over to Rose City Park. Yeah, you say that almost wistfully. Mm. Perhaps, perhaps well, someday. One longs for a solution, even if it's a bad <laughs> solution, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah, you know, we fantasize for fantasize solutions.
1: It's the uh, the it's. It's The Bannon position, burn it yeah. all down, because yeah. it makes me feel bad about myself. Burn it all down.
0: Mm-hmm. He seems to be on the outs, though, doesn't he?
1: I think so, but I, I wonder how much that's wishful thinking. Um, I feel like not, none. Of, I feel like the people. I, I don't know. I don't know what I think anymore. I don't understand Trump. But I don't understand what's going on in the White House.
0: Well, I I do. Okay, let's hear it. I do. And I you know, I think that everyone involved in the White House knows that the end is coming, not the apocalypse end, but the impeachment and jail end is coming. Yeah. And so they're just sort of maintaining uh the facade as long as is feasible. And uh, I think that's why nobody really wants to work with them or be there because they're not really going to get to do any of the things that they want. Many of the things. They're not going to get to do a lot of the things that they want to do. Do some of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then pretty soon the curtain's just going to close and a bunch of people are going to be shuffled off the stage. Yeah. Um, and that will be expensive and unpleasant for yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's that's what I think is happening. And that's, I mean, that's not the most. It's not a hopeful scenario, Um, and it's it's unpleasant and it's a downer in every way. Um, But it's also not. I mean, we'll be glad when it happens, but it's not even going to be spectacular or satisfying. No, like it wasn't. It didn't feel satisfying, like when Ailes and Bill O'Reilly had to leave their jobs. Like, and it had it happened because they're bad people, but. You know, there's not really a sense of victory, especially when they walk away with twenty-five million dollars.
1: Did you see that? You know? Yeah, I, that was. I had a, a brief moment of feeling triumphant until I saw the statistic that most of the money Fox News um, pays to compensate for sexual harassment goes to the sexual harassers it is firing as part yeah. of their severance deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I don't know. I think I think the end is is coming. About it's it's not going to give anybody any. I think we're all kind of deadened by it. Mm-hmm. I am deadened by it, but I'm not anxious about it anymore. I still think millions of people will die as a result of it, but I don't think there's much to be done.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm beginning to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um I feel less less delighted by uh strikes against the administration and um less uh um but also less miserable about the the grind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about twenty eighteen. I think we'll take back the House or the Senate or something and mm-hmm. you know a gradual a gradual restoration towards something else, but it won't it won't be the same. Nothing's gonna be the same. Nah.
1: ah, uh, nothing's ever the same.
0: But nothing was going to be the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's up with you? What have you been doing for the last <laughs> few weeks? I see a lot of guitars. Wait, I see, oh, behind me! Yeah, I, I, have see, some... I see. I uh, see f- four guitars and a bass. Yeah, but three tuners. Why do you need more than one tuner? Oh, I bought a
1: bunch. They're like the, they're ten dollars a piece. These snark tuners, which are just great. This they didn't yeah. exist in my my early my early rock and roll days. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they're just they're, one. They're so... You can
0: move it. You can clip it. You take it from one take it
1: to the other one. Yeah. They're so so affordable and so accurate. And uh so when the Story Mountain Band was uh was active um everyone was uh, there was always like between songs can I borrow your tuner would you give me your tuner? And oh, your I see. tuner. So I just bought five tuners and I put them in a basket in the middle of the room. Tuner basket. Yeah, everyone just grabbed their own damn tuner. And now I have all those tuners. Um mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of it's kind of useful cuz you know, I don't have to don't have to switch and i I've, I've been trying i've been trying to dedicate i've been lame about this i haven't actually done it much but i want to have dedicated myself to alternate tunings to have the different guitars mm-hmm. tuned to alternate tunings and then um get different musical ideas but the fact is at the moment i am uh i'm not feeling very musical feeling kind no. of kind of literary which is good but it's um, good
0: it's good that seems appropriate
1: yeah but it'll it'll come back the the music stuff comes in waves yeah um, I'm just delighted that the literary stuff is, has been such a mainstay and that I sort of still feel like a writer.
0: New new work is happening?
1: Yeah. Um, I've been writing a lot of book reviews and doing some story commissions. Um, and I wrote a draft of a short story for my own amusement, uh, a full-length short story for the first time in like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to revise it, but I'm happy about that. Oh, good. And uh, I I went back to let me think the short story collection. I ripped some stuff out, putting some new stuff in. I wrote a, wrote a half dozen uh, flash pieces. Oh, this 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 reminds me. I've been doing a flash fiction.
0: By the way, I don't like that. I feel the I, term. I, yeah, f- forgive me no, if we've ha- if we've had this it's conversation a, before. We but haven't. But it's an it's an '80s relic as a term. Uh,
1: I don't like it.
0: No, it's like brunch. Yeah, but it's a, it's a relic of that same era.
1: But then every time I try to say, sometimes I say short shorts. But then, of course, I think of a you know clothing. We
0: wear short shorts. Exactly. Oh, I'm ha- and I'm Johnny's ha- got short shorts.
1: <laughs> I'm happy to think about that, but yeah. that's not what I mean.
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
1: and then there's I, I've occasionally said really short stories. Yeah. Um I liked my old formulation anecdotes for the
0: last book of anecdotes these that I wrote bit. but it yeah. only
1: anecdote really only fits one one style one mode of very short fiction
0: uh, feuilleton 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 F E U le feuilleton letton le, temps. le, temps. le temps. What does it mean feuilleton He's French Ouais
1: <laughs> that's Okay, Jean paul <laughs> 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 Where? Yeah. You should be. You should be smoking a smoking a cigarette and li You know, lying on a on some
0: dirty sheets, smoking a cigarette. When you say Who's, who says, I'm not? Who says <laughs> I'm not? I think that's what uh, Volzr called his little short pieces. What does it mean? Uh, I think it's like a. I don't know, I don't know what it, what it literally means i think it's a a term for like a short little a little short little piece would be in a newspaper mm-hmm. <laughs> i could be terribly wrong that's all right fuel <laughs> what is it and where can i get some it seems to be a <laughs> something from a from a crepe uh i made it up no here we go no if uh, Uh, A leaf of a book, according to the Wikipedia. Originally a kind of supplement attached to the political portion of French newspapers, consisting chiefly of non-political news and gossip, literature and art criticism. A chronicle of the latest fashions, epigrams, charades and other literary trifles. Uh, The talk of the town. Yeah. Talk of the town sort of thing. English newspapers the feuilleton came to refer to an installment of a serial story printed in one part of a newspaper. Uh in contemporary French It's taken on the meaning of soap opera. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so, like, a, like a little a little a little piece. Yeah. A little something, a little miscellaneous something.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I guess I guess it's called flash. I guess that's what people call it. Um, but I have a grad student who uh, historically had not written really short fiction, and asked me to do an independent study of flash fiction. And yeah. it's been a great semester. She has written great stuff. Um, and uh, but we each of us suggested three books that we would read over the course of the semester, and we've been alternating in our choices. Um, and a couple. And they are. Uh well I suggested uh what did I suggest? Uh, jo- uh Joy Williams uh yeah. 99 Stories of God
0: which is so fantastic. Yeah, it's
1: really good. It's so her voice. She's <laughs> just so, so she's so doer, I delightfully doer. Yeah. Um Yeah. And I, su- I think maybe I suggested Lydia Davis's Can't and Won't uh and there was she and the, my student, Shikarian, suggested um, Amy Hempel, um, sure. Lucy Corrin, and Desiree Cooper. Um, and those latter two books I wanted to recommend, um, I mean, I can, I would also recommend Amy Hempel, but I'm sure you and anyone who's listening to this has probably read her already. Don't need me to, to uh, recommend, but... Um, these two books, uh, Lucy Corn's book is 100 Apocalypses and Other Apocalypses. Um, all on the theme, sh- really short stories on the theme of apocalypse. Uh, of, of Apocalypses is of different sort, to various different sorts. Um, some of them kind of f- formally, interestingly laid out on the page, blocks of text within other blocks of text, columns of text and so on. And the columns of text actually um, got me kind of excited um, I started writing sort of triptychs of fiction laid out on a single piece of paper in three columns um, and just seeing it that way made it kind of exciting and interesting to write um there 's one story in this book that 's like an eye chart <laughs> i 'd take off my glasses and push the book up to my nose to read the read the small smallest type uh and then uh desiree cooper i think i think she 's around our age but she, this is her first book um She's African American, which is interesting because my th- my grad student, who's also black, both of us could not come up with many black writers of f- flash fiction. There seem to be very few for reasons that are unclear to me. But this book, um, "Know the Mother," is really quite good and uh, recommend it. Well, I so I'll put, Kane, put links to these.
0: Kane, you can read "Kane" by Gene Tumor as a oh, kind of yeah. a collection of flash fiction and. Uh, odd literary oddments. Yeah,
1: I read that Before, book in college. I'd forgotten about it.
0: Oh, I love that book. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it is really strange.
0: Mixture of prose and poetry. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, can't, I don't know. Um, does Percival Everett have something along those lines? It was I don't, working in weird, weird little things.
1: He, I haven't read all of his stuff, and he may well have. Some very short fiction. I don't know if he has a book that is straight up all very short pieces, though. Um, but he's that guy's tried everything. You just, just a look of consternation
0: just crossed your face. Did you have a? No, oh, I was agreeing. Uh, yeah. I was also gonna, I was agreeing, and then I was going to make a joke, and decided not to make a joke. <laughs> What's going on? And you're You're looking. Oh, look! I'm looking at the bookshelf. I'm looking at my bookshelf. Oh, all right, all right which is what I'm not used to being able to do. You look
1: like a a cat following an insect around the room with its gaze.
0: (laughs) Trying to catch a grasshopper to roast. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's...
1: So anyway, this, this reading, these, books. reading these books with my student and reading her stories, which have been terrific, uh, have have rekindled my interest in this manuscript. So I keep, I'm still playing uh-huh. around with it. After my after my novel comes out and I get back from the tour, I want to send it send it to my editor. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, uh, our listeners might enjoy seeing this crazy video I was part of um, a couple of weekends ago. I, I had been asked to participate in a promotional video for Ithaca's annual Spring Rites Literary Festival. Not a title I like one bit. Um, Rites is spelled W R. Why not Rites of Spring? T-S-
0: oh, oh Rites.
1: I don't, I don't know. Right. I, don't know. I, don't, I don't like a pun title. Um, don't like a pun title. Don't like a title that refers to... Is, okay, just a, little, just a little aside. Literary Pet Peeve. Books that title themselves, so that they echo titles of other more famous books.
0: Oh, there's there's exceptions. Uh, All Quiet on the Orient Express, or
1: yeah, is that the name of it? Yeah, it's called All Quiet on the Orient Express.
0: Um, Jeff in Venice.
1: I don't know Jeff in Venice.
0: The Jeff Dyer book. Jeff was it? Jeff in Venice. <laughs> Death in Varanasi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it but it's pretty Oh it's funny. Great. Uh, great. hold on, I gotta let me, let me I'll link to that. Yeah. I, Jeff, I think Jeff it's
0: it's, it's it's risky, but it's gotta be very good. Well my friend John Beers uh two books uh, book of poems called uh, The Wasteland and other poems. Uh, yeah. just, just entirely no, – without, without even making a pun of it, just taking for, the title.
1: For years, I did not read the Nathan Englander story, what we talk about when we talk about Anne Frank, because I thought the title was the one of the worst titles I'd ever heard. But it turns out, of course, it's an excellent story. Yeah. And uh, more recently – oh, there's a Francine Prose book called uh, Lady with Laptop, which yeah. is, a Lapdog. Yeah, which I which I think is the is the worst of the genre just because it also dates itself by mentioning by thinking laptop. that la- that laptop is a sort of clever thing to put in a title.
0: Yeah. It's a cutting edge cutting edge technology.
1: Yeah. It's a laptop computer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, anyway, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so Spring Writes, um, and I'm my first the first reading on my upcoming book tour May fifth uh, at Buffalo Street Books is part of the as part of Spring Writes. It's actually a really fun local festival that's getting a little bigger every year. So um, and some friends of mine run it, and it's and I like it, um, despite not liking the name. I've 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 registered my distaste for the name. They send out these. You know how could we improve the festival? uh, Emails every year and every year. That's my my only note. (laughs) I have to
0: give them a list. You should. You need to supply them with a list of alternate names. I
1: should. (laughs) So anyway, uh, uh, my friend Jen, who uh, who's co co running the thing, she and her husband wrote this screenplay for a promotional video and they got some friends to direct it and film it and the plot of the video it seems to take place at a 1920s garden party but basically she approached me and said would you be willing to do a video in which you and other writers are walking around in seven foot clear hamster balls reading, of course reading silently and it's, it's only I, I only if it. you get
0: to keep the hamster ball, <laughs> I was like, though.
1: Turns out, no, can't. No. But, uh, uh, so of course I said yes. And then late late in the game, I got an, you know, an update email that said, oh, by the way, be sure to dress, um, like you're going to a 1920s garden party, which I happened to have. I decided that, uh, I was going to try to look as much like Eric Satie as possible. So um, that meant a purple velvet jacket. I happen to have such a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a kind of hamburg looking hat. And uh, with my, uh, my collar turned up, a lo- loose necktie. Mm-hmm. I should have had a vest, but I, do- I don't own a vest. Um, and glasses. And then uh, I went... Over to Rian's house to borrow some Gertrude Stein to read because other people said they were going to read like um, you know what's what's it called uh, the the garden party book the famous book the with the uh, with the guy narrating about the guy
0: uh, <laughs> the Bible
1: no it's like the, the the Holy Bible the world's most famous novel what the hell is it called the Great Gatsby the Great
0: Gatsby. So and I, I was, was thinking like, you're thinking of the Wild Party, that, that weird book-length poem, The Wild Party. You know the uh, Wild Party? Yeah, I do know the Wild Party. Yeah, oh, let's look, look to that. Hold it's on. Good, weird book.
1: Um, I forgot all about that. There's a lot of things. Look, it looks like there's a lot of things called The Wild Party.
0: Yeah, I can't remember who wrote it. My version, mine, wherever it is, is illustrated by Edward Gorey, which I like. No, it's illustrated by. There is one by illustrated by Gore. There's also the one we have is illustrated by is. Don Marquis, uh, yeah, who Ar- wrote the Archie and Ma Art
1: Art Spiegelman did one. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I wanted to be reading some Gertrude Stein. They were they were saying people should be reading stuff like The Great Gatsby. Yeah. So I stopped at Rien's, but all the all her books are in <laughs> chaos, so she couldn't find Gertrude Stein. But she's like, why don't you try this? And it was a old paperback um, called Suicide. It's a book of Sociology about suicide, and it's just the word suicide and giant letters on the cover. And so I brought that one and uh, ended up. You can see me in this video walking around in a hamster ball reading suicide, yeah. um, and I'm inordinately proud of this fact. Yeah, that's very so, good. I want to see that. Yeah. So yeah. I'll will I'll, uh, yeah. I'll uh, send you send you a link to it.
0: Spring rights
1: So that's what I've been up to
0: spring-loaded rights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's a good accounting. It's a good accounting. Mm-hmm. What do you what have you been eating?
1: <laughs> well, had a good day yesterday. Made yeah. a discovery. When I go to the local cheap uh Mexican restaurant, uh Viva Taqueria. I discovered when you uh, go to Viva Taqueria, you can get uh I usually get uh hard shell taco plate. And it comes with a side order of beans and rice. But it's a lot of beans and rice. I never finish it. So now I just order, when I go out to lunch with my friend Jim, that's where we go. I just ask for the beans and rice on the side. And then I bring that home and I eat it for dinner with stuff on top. And uh, so that's what I did yesterday. put the beans and rice in a bowl and then uh, melt a little cheese on it. Um, usually I slice a little avocado on it, but my avocados are not ripe, so I uh, I uh, sautéed some leeks. The leeks on there, And then I put a couple of fried eggs on top.
0: Nice. F- put it's- an egg on it, as they say.
1: Yeah, very good
0: dinner. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. I'm not I'm not eating out a lot these days.
0: You save yeah. a lot of money by not eating out. That's, that's also my idea. my th- the thing that I think happens when when you eat out, you, you get some good food, but everything everything at a restaurant is too salty. Yeah, everything's too salty. And I don't know, I, I don't, I'm not watching my salt. I just I come home and have something good, and I, I what I what I come home with is the is the taste of salt. Quite that was a nice steak, but it was too salty. That was that was pretty good. It's too salty. All the stuff in food carts is too salty. Yeah, too greasy and too salty. I had some nice tater tots yesterday. Oh yeah, a little truffle on them, and uh, uh, some chives, and just a little bit of, uh, of uh, like some weird cheese was melted on it.
1: Are these your are these your your basic uh, uh, artisanal tots?
0: Yeah, here's artisanal tots at so, a, a at a, a food uh, bites bites on Belmont. Oh yeah, nice little uh, food cart scrum. It has I uh, uh, We went there because Oscar wanted tater tots, but my favorite ones that I've talked about before around there, which is my favorite food cart, which is called Viking Soul Food, mm-hmm. which has a lot of pickled herring and troll snacks and Jarlsberg cheese and pickled onions.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: things I'm not going to make at home. I'm not going to pickle a herring at home, even though I live in Portland. Even in Portland, you don't have to pickle your own herring. <laughs> <laughs> and outsource that, both the catching of the herring and the pickling of it. It's good to know. Oh, but I like pickled herring. It is so good. I don't know. It that's a new a new taste for me. Yeah, a pickled fish.
1: Uh, a like thing candy. I, I I'm liking canned fish more, um, and uh, uh, I put some. Um, I guess it was probably herring, but not pickled. Um, smoked. Put some smoked herring on a crumpet. Nice. Which I used to think that a crumpet was exclusively a vehicle for sweet things. Maybe some butter and some jam. Um, but I put some put some uh, smoked herring. Marmalade. On. Marmalade, mm. perhaps. A marmalade, marmalade. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sure. You know, you, yeah. you you marmalize yeah. a crumpet any day. That's a
0: yeah.
1: It's a good lifestyle choice.
0: A little Quinn's marmalade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, delicious. I recommend it. Uh, lots of lots of good chemistry in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, about the tots. Are people making their own tots, or are they are it,
0: like forming their own tots? Yeah, forming them. No. Are they all they're all off the Cisco truck? They're all off the Cisco truck. No, nobody's making their own tots. You, you you can make a, you might make a little potato patty, yeah, on your own. But the uh, the tot formation is, uh, it's like it's like a Pringle. You're not going to make a Pringle at home. <laughs> it's, no, you can't make a tot at home. No one has the technology. You need a fac? It takes a factory to make a tot. Yeah, the,
1: <laughs> if only Hillary Clinton had run with that yeah. slogan.
0: Ah, uh, there's a long list of phone lace. Yeah.
1: Gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to Missoula, Montana next month. I'm excited about
0: that. right! Oh, reading at uh, reading from the book at uh, Shakespeare and Company, or Fact and Fiction, or at the uh, Universitat. Going to Shakespeare. I want to have a, a, a tater tot uh, food truck that's called Universitat.
1: <laughs> I like it. Sounds good. Universitat.
0: Universitat. <laughs> Turt, yeah. which also, that means death, I think, in German, does it? Universal death is what it means. Turt. yeah. It's yeah. the
1: universal death food
0: truck. T-A-T versus turt.
1: No, T-O-T-O-D.
0: Turt, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frog und turt. Yeah. Or frog and peach. Do you know the frog and peach skit? A oh, nice, La-, La Croix. Oh, thanks. It's uh, passion fruit. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to the uh, or see the? Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Dudley Moore and not Dane Cook, but Peter Cook. Okay, <laughs> I hope it wasn't Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah. Peter Cook. It was a Peter Cook monologue in in their sketch comedy from the sixties, seventies. It's called Frog and Peach, and I memorized it in high school because I was a nerd. <laughs> really. And it's magnificent. Okay. And it's about a frog and peach a restaurant in which a uh, gentleman just serves uh, frog and peach dishes. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, there is uh there seems to be a fair number of restaurants called frog and peach now. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Good. named after the Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. The the frog and peach. All right, I'm gonna I'll I'll link to that for for the benefit of our Listeners. You, should, you,
0: should listen, you should listen to it right now. It's, it's five, five
1: minutes right? long. I'm not going to listen to it right now.
0: Is it five minutes long?
1: Describe it to me. You said like you memorized it. I want to hear you. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to Dead anymore more.
0: I want it in thirty years. Oh, all
1: right. Years. I can still name the counties in New Jersey. I'm just saying.
0: All of them. Yep. Uh, give me five. What, what are, are the these? five that most people don't know? <laughs> I don't, I don't what know. What are any the stats? five least known counties in, in, in New Jersey? I can give you I'll give you all twenty one and you can just pick your favorites.
1: Are you ready? Yeah. There's only
0: twenty one? Only twenty one, yeah.
1: Atlantic, Bergen, Burlington, Camden, Cape May, Cumberland, Essex, Gloucester, Hudson, Hunterton, Mercer, Middlesex, Monmouth, Morris, Ocean, Passaic, Salem, Somerset, Sussex, Union, Warren. hmm Warren is my is my home county. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh you seem nonplussed by this recitation.
0: Um, I just—I feel jealous. We have—we have 105 counties, and—and <laughs> and, and, uh, I don't—I don't think I could rattle them off as easily. No.
1: If you could, I would—I'd—I'd I'd feel sad.
0: Gove, is one <laughs> of them. Greeley. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Turns out uh, I, uh, In res- in response to my feat Of uh, Reciting the counties of New Jersey In rapid succession Stephanie tried to do the same With uh, Connecticut But turns out there's only like Eight counties in Connecticut Which seems odd to me
0: Small states
1: Yeah I guess so Not much to divvy up
0: Do you th- do you wish that you still lived in New Jersey?
1: <laughs> no. No? I do not wish that. No? No. I don't want to live there.
0: If you could only live in New Jersey, where would you? Which of the which of those 21 counties would you live in? Wow. Would you live in your home county?
1: No, no. Would
0: you live down in... Uh...
1: It's a really good question. I guess I would want to live at the shore. Yeah. I mean are we is money well, no object? The here? rest of
0: the world has been destroyed and the only thing left is an island. Uh the only land left is New Jersey.
1: Yeah.
0: The rest of the world is underwater. No, I'll be No, Without enough on. time without enough time for people in New Jersey to have gotten out um <laughs> because of their death wish. Um, oh, so the same old people for, are still living there. Yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody like said, Oh uh <laughs> Better go over to New Jersey because then I'll be saved. Nobody crossed over from Philly or or hopped down from Nyack to get in. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So Ramapo is now the northernmost human civilization. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Camden, maybe southernmost. I'm going to the shore. I'm going to the Jersey Shore. Going to the shore. Yeah. But now it's all ashore. Now, uh, Philipsburg is also ashore. Now, maybe Philipsburg cliff, is ashore, yeah. The white yeah. cliffs of Philipsburg. <laughs> the chalk cliffs of, of Philipsburg.
1: Site, site of the very saddest suicides. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's all ashore. Uh,
1: it's all ashore yeah. Um
0: It's a floating island, too.
1: Oh, really? yeah it floats. It's just it's drifting
0: around. It's drifting around. Yeah, so its climate is unpredictable. Sometimes it's equatorial, <laughs> sometimes polar.
1: Okay. Are is this are you writing a science fiction novel now?
0: I think I'm I'm satisfied with what I've done with it. All right. Yeah. But I see the possibilities.
1: Okay. It's a it's a it's a flash flash fiction. Flash fiction uh, disaster fiction.
0: Yeah. Well, like Baudelaire's. It's a little uh, Pierre Le Fou. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just, they, I just imagine. They've we... invented a cure for cancer. It, it, it requires the eating of human flesh.
1: <laughs> when you said
0: Baudelaire's,
1: I, I suddenly read it as a, a a type of pastry.
0: How many restaurants are called Baudelaire's?
1: <laughs> a greasy paper sack of Baudelaire's. <laughs> All right. Okay. How many restaurants? Baudelaire's. Uh, Baudelaire's.
0: How many of them are in Eau Claire? That would be great. How many of them are in your underwear?
1: Um there is a restaurant Le Baudelaire in Paris. May we? Yeah, it seems to be quite a it's got it's got Michigan stars. It's a it seems to be a famous restaurant. But uh I don't see any um I don't see any here in the United States. <laughs> the the, uh,
0: the blooming onions of boredom. Yeah, they found Baudelaire's underwear in Eau Claire.
1: <laughs> I'm writing that down.
0: Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So it's lunchtime there. Did you had lunch? Not yet. No. I had uh are you gonna fix? A rice and bean surprise?
1: <laughs> no, maybe I'll uh fry up some greens, maybe. Got some you greens, know. I got some mushrooms uh in the fridge, got some shrimp. Make my, make myself a little I'm I'm alone today, so
0: some frozen shrimp? Frusian shrimp?
1: Yeah, they're frozen. They're frozen. I'll thaw them.
0: What happened to Fruisen Glaser? Remember Fruisen Glaser?
1: I was watching the uh T V series The Americans uh last night and someone is someone in it was they sourced <laughs> they either sourced or yeah. um or recreated the appearance of the the 80s packaging of
0: Prussian Glazure which was a little white plastic pint right yeah
1: yeah and it just had the had like a you know the helvetica name written on the side yeah
0: Prussian Glazure yeah Prussian farfurt Farford Nugan mhm Sega Genesis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how is the new? Does uh, the new leftovers started? Yeah, it to, started the other yeah. night. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, beginning of
1: it? Yep, sure did. It it's it's a, it's a mind fuck. It's great. Um, I just find that shows particular version of uh of of magic realism to be in such extraordinarily good taste um mm. i just love they leave out just enough to make things seem enigmatic and not confusing um so really looking forward to to the next episode dropping it's one of those things that's so good i can't believe that friends of mine are affiliated with it it's it's terrific
0: you make good friends i guess so it's not like your childhood friends are affiliated with it. No. It's people you've met be, pe- because of. Because they're good at things. Storytelling. Because yeah, you're that's America's true. storyteller.
1: <laughs> I want that on my all book covers from now on. America's storyteller, J. Robert Lennon.
0: I remember the Barnes and Noble Discover New Writers <laughs> language for. It wasn't called Farewell Bounder. What was the name of it? Oh, Light of Falling Stars. Light of Falling Stars. <laughs> Welcome back to storytelling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how they heralded the publication of your first novel.
1: I feel like that was a blurb for that book. I can't remember who was it a blurb. Who said it though? Oh, oof. Oh well.
0: <laughs> I was be an answer to what do you regret about things that have happened in your writing career. One of them would be um uh blurbs that people have grudgingly written yeah. <laughs> or enthusiastically written yeah for your work looked at 15 20 years later
1: I I, did, I, I don't I don't I don't mind that cuz I well I I did something embarrassing the other day um on the my british publisher sent me like a you know like a publicity uh i don't know what you'd call it like a you know like a portfolio with like lots of about the book with a description of it and an author photo and some quotes and stuff and one of the quotes was from um elizabeth mccracken and i had not realized that she blurb the book or that she'd been asked so i wrote her an email thanking her for this and she's like oh dear no i haven't read your new book um i blurbed your la- that was from my from your last book i blurb your last book Oh. But I had forgotten that, and the reason oh. is I can't even look at the damn – I can't – it's so embarrassing to be blurbed. It's so embarrassing that someone was asked to blurb me yeah. that I can't even – as soon as I see the blurb, I get that little rush of, oh, that's so nice, and then I try, I have to put, put it out it of away. my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so here I had forgotten that one of my favorite writers, <laughs> my friend Elizabeth, <laughs> yeah. not all, blurbed me three years ago, four years ago. And I just forgot, and yeah. then I had to apologize for forgetting.
0: Where's my blurb? Yeah. Where's my blurb? <laughs> I know we don't talk a lot about our own work on, in these conversations, but I wanted to say I once wrote you last week because I was just driving and I was thinking. I was thinking about *Familiar*, yeah. the novel that you wrote, and uh, uh, realizing that now was it seven years later? I don't know yeah. when, it, when that came out.
1: No, it was. Like six, six years ago, four,
0: five, last year.
1: It was my last novel. Yeah, it was the st- story collection.
0: Book. Then, right? Yeah, uh, I think I'm just just beginning to wrap my head around it. Really? Yeah. Just, just the, uh, just the the, 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 the weird richness of the, of the, of the situation, and then how it plays out of the, uh, just sort of awaking to the suspicion that you're not in your life.
1: Yeah, you don't. You don't need a. You don't need a wacky novel to feel that
0: <laughs> suspicion that you're not. Yeah, that you're. you're the, well, I was. I was thinking along another line that uh, I think I came to because I was thinking about uh, writing about. I've been, I've been writing about satire, not satire itself, in this sense of this uh, the sort of the uh, contemporary kind of. The, the the thin line between satire and 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 current events, mm-hmm. so the current events seem very much like a a a well or badly written satire of how things normally are. Sure, right? Satire can't keep pace. Yeah, sort, you know, imaginative mm-hmm. political stuff can't keep pace with what's actually happening. And that that uh, as as it also is with with our own lives, right? that that uh, um they almost always seem to be a, a satirical take on the life that you're supposed to be living. And then the we we one of the stories we tell about people who seem to be serious and more important is that their lives are not the satires. That's, that's the life that was supposed to happen. Yeah. And the other six billion of us are uh parody, parody accounts. <laughs> parody <laughs> accounts of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I was I was reading. I was reading, and then I put down this Joshua Ferris dentist novel. Can't remember the name of it. It's not called the dentist novel. It should be. It should be. It's some jokey. His titles are jokey.
1: Do you do you like him?
0: His no. writing. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't but i i i i've read i I haven't finished any of his books either, but I've read chunks yeah. of them yep. before putting them down out of disinterest or um or like, okay, I get it, but
1: yes, that uh, is exactly my reaction
0: like, I get it, I don't need to finish it, I get it, yeah, and maybe i maybe maybe probably I don't get it. I probably should finish it, but uh um, i felt I felt satisfied with okay, I, I know what this thing is. Yeah, uh, and I'll move on now. Th- uh, which is not a which is not the worst response that one could have to a book. No, but uh, nor is it the greatest.
1: So anyway, but you were reading the dentist novel.
0: Oh well, and it's about uh, identity theft and the uh, uh, more comic possibilities of losing losing one's identity mm-hmm. or. Uh, Taking a back seat to one's identity, well, some other version of the identity goes on okay right It's not about the uncanny aspects, and yours is familiar is about the uncanny uncanniness of of that uncertainty I think, and then the you know actually dramatizing it, but the root of it is is that uh and i think some of the some of the things i remember I read an early draft of it, and I think I objected to some of the ambiguities or some of the um, uh things I didn't understand about it now i'm really glad that things are no. are uh, uh are are open, are for uh are mysterious
1: could you uh uh i don't have it in front could, of me could it be that um could it be that the difference now is that you uh, uh have a child and i'm 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 allergic I will say I'm allergic to this idea that you have special knowledge when you have a child and no one else could understand it that's
0: not what i' you know, special saying. no you have special but, you have a different set of
1: but that book oh, was no, I, that book it, it, was it, it, in it, part it, about like about the 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 personality is shattered by
0: parenthood i think right and and, and maybe the sense of self the the yeah you know, the personality the sense of self is is you know, well shattered is appropriate for that book because it's shattered into pieces there's the the life the life that that she was leading and then the, the life that she then falls into yeah which are shards of shards of having a child losing one or the child just being a surviving and being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, you thank was, you. Thank you for and thinking. to any any of our friends who are listening to who haven't who haven't looked at that uh, it would be richly rewarded to read it in preparation for mm-hmm. Broken River. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't can't understand the new one without that one.
0: Right. It's the, the same uh, Lenin verse.
1: You have to put, not, if you don't pay don't like full that. retail for every book I've ever written, then you're never going to
0: appreciate my latest work. I'm teaching Sula right now. Oh. My, it's a novel I love very much. Yeah. And I think out of my 60 students, maybe two of them paid for it uh, <laughs> in some way that the author, not that, I mean, she's doing all right. That that uh, in ways that in, in any financial way that would ever reach the author, yeah. Well, the, everyone just used get copies, rented copies, which is fine. I mean, the you know, yeah. students are broken but uh, but a lot of them it was. Uh, oh, I found a PDF online of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: and then one. Well, they're also reading this Jeff Chang book of essays. Uh, We're going to be all right, which is I don't know that interesting. It's called Notes Notes on Race and Resegregation. It's a good good writer. It's smart stuff. Um, and again, and it's a new book, like it's a, you know came out earlier this year, yeah or last year and most of them found a, a, have found uh their excuse for not reading it sometimes is well I found the PDF and then they shut it down and I found it someplace else, and then they shut that down and I forgot to download it in time
1: that's a very poor excuse for for not reading the
0: oh, book well these aren't people who've read. <laughs> or accustomed to reading books by and large. I mean, it's, you
1: know,
0: but uh, that's the default. Is oh, I'll well, find. I'll just type in. We're going to be all right. PDF, and then yeah, it's somewhere, and then the lawyers chase it down. And yeah. Literary publishing, twenty
1: seventeen. Yeah, I've never tried that with my work. I'm sure it's all out there. I'm sure there's EPUBs floating around, um, but I don't want to know. I don't want
0: to know, Ed. What do you want to know, John? We're about, huh. We need to we need to finish up, but I'll I'll answer one question for you. Sure.
1: Yeah, you know, you're asking me a question. You want me to answer? No. Do you a, have a
0: question for me? Do you have a knock knock joke?
1: I, oh, do I? No, I don't have a knock knock joke. Um, well, I'll ask you what Adelina asked me, which is, uh, uh, what's your uh deepest uh, career regret? I'm I'm reformulating the question to be more broad. Oh. <laughs>
0: um. Uh, Try, trying to have one yeah 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 the whole the whole enterprise i heard a good knock knock joke though. knock knock uh, who's there jimmy jimmy who jimmy a kiss oh did, a, did a
1: child tell you that joke
0: yeah it's a good kid joke yeah. yeah it's a good joke oscar's having a birthday party on sunday what is he five you uh, Say that so accusatorily. What is he? Five? How dare he? Yeah, he is five. I, indeed, how dare he? Why don't you go have
1: a five-year-old see what I yeah. care? Yeah. So, is is it? Will the party be themed?
0: Oscar Olympics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. We've got a lot, we've got a lot planned. Of course, it's also planning on raining, so it'll be an indoor Oscar Olympics. But as everybody knows, is is not as much fun as an outdoor Oscar Olympics.
1: No, definitely not. I saw. Uh, I, I was pleased to see Norm uh, running in slow motion about, around the yard on Instagram. That was good.
0: Yeah, I like this slow motion. I had to get a new phone, and it has a slow motion feature on it. Yeah, nice. So you can. What happened? To I your old feel phone? like I always feel there's something about slow motion that makes me anticipate tragedy. Like, like even yeah. watch even if slow motion of the dog running across the yard. There's something. There's something in my, our conditioning for watching slow motion is like is like, and that's the step that that's the misstep that you know threw him over the the white cliffs of Phillipsburg to his <laughs> frothy doom. Uh,
1: yeah, it's always everything. Everything is the Challenger explosion forever.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, everything in slow motion is slow motion is is the medium for for. Uh, it's tragedy porn Yeah right. Truly it's, the, it's about the leading up to the horrible thing
1: Yeah But in, in the case of your Instagram that was, a, that was a joyful hound And there was no no
0: tragedy we Need to figure out something to do with him So that he doesn't uh, So we don't have to manage both 10 5 year olds and a puppy at the same time
1: The dog, dog, so. will, dog will win all the medals
0: He'll eat all the medals and probably fight <laughs> one of the children.
1: What when's the is the party this weekend?
0: He's like the he is he's like uh, the Vladimir Putin of the uh Sochi Olympics. I'll be looking on thinking, yes, I will eat that one. <laughs> uh, no. There's, there's I think that's, that's where I think the, the current era began. Whatever the current era is. I think okay. the Sochi Olympics marks the beginning of this new weird era. Why? Uh, it was the transition of Putin. It was the escalation of Putin to world leader. I mm-hmm. he's, he's really running the, the world right now.
1: Uh, yes, he is, actually.
0: Uh, and I think that was, that was, his, that was his coronation. Mm-hmm. And it was after that that he annexed Crimea and, and all of that, and things started to get weird. There, uh, it's the, it's the world's capitulation to Putin was it that the Sochi ceremony.
1: The crazy thing now is we all know what he's doing. I mean, we kind of knew even before our election. We just figured that we were too big and important to uh, for it to have an effect. But you know, now we get you know he's funding uh, people getting face, fake news put on Facebook, and it's flooding. Uh, fake news is flooding Facebook in France right now. Yeah. And uh yeah. the polls look weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All began at it began at Sochi.
1: Began at Sochi, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: When the when his uh Secret Service sang Crazy in Love. <laughs> I think it was what they sang. That was the beginning. <laughs> that was the eighteen twelve overture.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know, Ed. He can't yeah. control the sun.
0: I still get he to go for a walk in it. it. Yeah, he it does, designs but. on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when they drilled into uh, some vast uh, uh, Antarctic lake, yeah. The Soviets drilled into some uh, lake that hadn't been an uh, in, in accessed, you know, fifty million year old water or something. I think that also gave them some sort of superpower. When was that? About the same time as the Sochi Olympics. Really? Yeah. The Americans and the Soviets were competitively drilling to try to reach this lake that had been untapped and undiscovered underneath, you know, miles of Antarctic ice. That's heated by, I think, the, just the friction of the ice. Maybe like an undersea volcano or something. Yeah. And uh, the, the Soviets got to it first. And that's where, and that's when they first, that was their first contact with Cthulhu. <laughs>
1: I think. It was that water was saturated with mojo. Mm-hmm. And it's all theirs.
0: It's all, they got it all. Yeah, they drank it. That's what he drinks. He bathes in it. Mm-hmm. And he let, he sprinkled three drops on Donald Trump. <laughs> well he had his gremlin Michael Flynn do it. Who who, who Gremlin uh, see one of the things that people don't know about um General Michael Flynn is that he was once a he was once a real man. He was <laughs> a, human, a human man. I mean it's surprising. <laughs> it seems unlikely, but he just began like like anybody else. And then uh and then uh, they sprinkled some of that Cthulhu water on him. And he became the the grotesquerie that that, that he is, and and uh, Trump uh, used uh, his little gremlin to convey the the three drops on, on Donald Trump on his wrist. Yeah, <laughs> right by his uh, by his cufflink,
1: like a fine perfume.
0: That's why he has magic cufflinks.
1: Oh, I see.
0: And Man. the only the only way to uh, um, that we're going to defeat. Uh, evil is that somebody needs to go and steal his cufflinks uh-huh. and then cast them into, uh, back into that Antarctic lake.
1: <laughs> you know, this
0: is the happiest you've looked in six months. I feel pretty happy about it. I feel pretty happy generally. <laughs> I'll tell you, quitting Twitter is the best thing I, I've, I've done. It, it, uh, it uh, freed me from the, uh, uh, the the anxiety of the immediate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I tried it for a little while and it didn't didn't pan out. I'm back on. Okay. I put it back on my phone. Mostly cuz I got this book tour coming up and I want to let people yeah. know. I want to self-promote. No, that's not the reason. I just want to I just want Mike, I just want my, I just want my where you talk e- to your friends. Existence confirmed f- yeah. 150 times a day. Yeah. By people like who, people I think uh, I, I'm, it's, I I convince myself love me.
0: They do. You're they they
1: internet love me.
0: You're deeply internet loved.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: You're deeply loved asterisk internet. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll take All it. Right. I'll take it. Yeah
0: pretty
1: good all right Eddie have a good uh, Oscar Olympics
0: talk to you later John bye (laughs)
1: are you hungry
0: for lunch well then
1: let's have lunch do you want some lunch well then we'll give you some lunch do you have a hankering for lunch well then come to lunch cause it's time box with Ed and John. That's right It's time for Lunchbox with Ed and John.